Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Brew Bar. The How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. You have been forewarned. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Man of the House edition. The fuck are we doing this movie for, Chew? My name is Michael Schantz. <laughs> I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me on this adventure, of course, is your friend and mine, Lady Chew. Hi, Chew. Hi. Hey. How's it going? What's going on? Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm like extra squeaky today. I know. It'd be nice to hear you something other than a monotone serial killer. <laughs> oh my God. That's kind of perfect. <laughs> Might need to write that down during the break. <laughs> Actually. All right. So today we are talking about the 2005 film Man of the House, which is a Tommy Lee Jones Vehicle Chew, directed by Stephen Herrick. Thoughts? First thoughts. First and first mostly thoughts. Of of the movie or the people you mentioned? Let's talk about the movie. Um, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Love? (laughs) No, that's a damn lie. (laughs) (laughs) no this movie's crap oh it would have been so much happier if you loved it (laughs) no i mean i didn't hate it it just there was a i some of the the plot just didn't make uh, like 110 percent sense right okay i you know i think we have the same i think we have the same first and first mostly thoughts because my first and first mostly thought is this movie has no fucking idea what it wants to be. No. Right? Yeah. I mean, you see Tommy Lee Jones, so you automatically expect he's going to be in a, a certain type of movie. Mm-hmm. And then the girls show up, and that is not that movie. Right. But that's that by design, completely to different. be fair. Yeah. Like, but it was unnecessary. So we're casting Tommy Lee Jones, not... Sort of a, but not against type because he's playing exactly the kind of guy he usually, you know, you would think he might play. Yeah. But in service of comedy. But this movie is strangely, deeply, darkly violent for a movie that wants to be a comedy. Strangely, deeply not funny <laughs> enough to be a comedy. <laughs> Yeah. Juxtaposed with the violence seems very strange. There are scenes that go on for way too fucking long, and then some scenes that are cut way too fucking short. So it's kind of a sloppy mess. And yet, yeah, like you, I can't say I fucking hate this movie. It was an okay piece of shit. Okay. You right. got it. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah. This is an okay piece of shit. Is it a delicious piece of shit? No, no. It's not delicious. No. No. It's just fine. It's It's, okay. you know, sort of whatever. (laughs) 
what else can we say about it? All right. Like we said. Perfect, actually. A 2005 film directed by Stephen Herrick. Chewie, this guy has also directed Critters. He directed The Three Musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland. He directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Mr. Holland's Opus. Do you know any of these movies? (laughs) (laughs) No. God damn it. Not a single one? Nope, not even Bill and Ted. You know of Bill and Ted, though, right? Oh, yeah. I just never watched it. I don't know what Opus is, though. Mr. Holland's Opus? Yeah, I don't know. With Richard Dreyfuss. He's a music teacher? Ooh, with the deaf son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see, I know something. You've seen it. Aha! Yes. Yeah. All right. I know stuff. Some some things. Well, I have less grievance with you today. There's still a grievance. Because <laughs> you haven't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'll give you a pass on Critters and the Three Musketeers, but you don't get a pass on Bill and Ted's. Nope. I don't even know which one's Bill, which one's Ted. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. <laughs> Stop talking. You're bothering me. <laughs> okay. So look, this movie uh this movie is such a product of its time where they're just trying to make a serious man in a broad comedy. They gave them 40 million fucking dollars to make this movie chew and it only made 19.6 million in the USA. And that's after getting Almost half of that on its opening weekend. Its opening weekend, it made $8.9 million. Worldwide, cumulatively, $21.5 million, which means Ooh. add up all the money it made in every single country in the world except the U.S. of A., and it made uh, $1.9 million. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, somebody was like, oh, we made a mistake. Ah, shit. We fucked this up. A $40 million mistake. Oh. Fuck. Well, that's unfortunate. There are lots of mistakes in this movie. So, okay. Uh, how long is your list of grievances? Um, I don't have that many. Okay. Um, I didn't write as many notes as I should have. It just kind of like, ugh, at the end, I just let the movie try to melt away in my brain you let it wash over you yeah um i would i got about 11 grievances and about seven or eight positive points which i think is generous (laughs) you think you were too nice (laughs) yeah do i have that right uncharacteristically so well i've got 21 grievances and five positive points I feel like usually I have more grievances than you. No? Oh, I don't know that that's true. (laughs) Well, I feel like I usually have more than 11 grievances. I think you usually have more than 11 grievances, but I think I usually have more grievances. Yeah, we've gotten into the 30s for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, Commando where I had like 40 grievances against it, but I had 35 or something like that positive points. Like I was matching it. One for one, almost. 
It didn't deserve that ratio. It so does. Uh, you're still wrong about that movie. God All damn these it. many weeks later and months later, you're still wrong. <laughs> That's going to go down as one of the things we just can't get past. It's going to come up in like 30 years at Thanksgiving dinner. No, you're fucking wrong. And then we just get into this whole commando thing. Your husband likes it. I'm going to send him a text and just tell him on a daily basis, just tell your wife. How stupid I am. P.S. Commando's fucking awesome. <laughs> I would lose that battle I would, two to one for sure. I would, what I'd like is for every time you guys wake up in the morning, I'd like him to roll over and just look you right in the eyes and go, Commando's fucking awesome. <laughs> Oh, how happy that would make me. I'd be so pleased. I'm going to have to switch bedrooms at that point. <laughs> All <laughs> right. start my day off on a bad note. Dick. That's a great note for me, though. I text him every day. Did you do it this morning? <laughs> yeah, I did it. Fuck, great. All right. This, like we said, Chew, is a 2005 movie. And... It was nominated for two How Dare You Awards. It won one of them. It was nominated for Most Forgettable Performance by an Oscar-winning actor. Tommy Lee Jones lost out to Tim Robbins for War of the Worlds on that one. Oh, man. Wow. Here's the thing, though, Chu. I think maybe people got that wrong. See, because you got, you got a lot of things for Most Forgettable. You could forget that this movie was made at all. You could forget that the Academy Award winning actor or actress was actually in it. Or you could remember that they're in it and just think, not a great performance in a bad movie. It's totally forgettable. But I'm looking at this list. You know who else was nominated? Michael Caine for Bewitched. Whoa. For the life of me, I could not tell you what Michael Caine did in Bewitched. He not was that the I... dad. Who's dad? Don't ask me, don't ask me why I Her answered dad? that so quick. Yeah. You knew that? I knew that. You knew something yeah. I didn't. Oh, we're going to Whoa. Take a, we're gonna have to take a commercial break so I can... <laughs> That's some Twilight Zone <laughs> shit. Fuck, that Woo. is weird. <laughs> oh, God I did it. forget that he was in it until you said it, though. All right, there you to go. To be fair. Boom. So, yeah, case in point, forgettable. In addition to <laughs> this movie won for most formulaic. Man of the House, another fish out of water story. This time a Texas Ranger must live in a house to coach as a coach to a group of cheerleaders. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it it richly deserves that win. All right, so I think I almost doubled up your grievances. Yeah. What is it about this movie where there's so much shit that's bad and wrong in it, I and just... yet I'm not mad at it? <laughs> <laughs> my, I think all in all, my biggest grievance with this movie is that I'm not entirely sure why the bad guys are the bad guys. Okay. Like, is it drugs? Is it laundering money? 
there's gosh, I don't know. You're you're right. Like there's a lot of convoluted, stupid shit in this movie. Because uh, there's one bad guy who you never see really. Yeah. You see him once being released at the beginning, towards the beginning of the movie, and then you see him once at the end of the movie getting rearrested. Yeah, the older guy in court. Yeah, the I other. Don't yeah. Know, don't know who he is. And all he's doing is usually he's just on the phone saying, fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, that's all we get from him. So what I gather was. Okay. There's a lot of fucking people in this movie, Chew, by the way. Cause, yeah. Because the character I was just about to start talking about is Curtis Armstrong, who's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. You know I haven't seen that movie. God Gosh. damn it, Chew. I'm intrigued, though. His name's Booger. I can get behind that. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking, he earns the booger. fucking moniker, by the way. <laughs> this is just a giant Booger. <laughs> yeah, he's always picking his nose. Ugh. He He wins a belching contest. In the homecoming, I don't know, games. <laughs> homecoming games? Yeah, homecoming games. Okay. I'm sticking to it. I'm pretty <laughs> okay. sure that's what they're called. But it's been a while. Okay. I don't know that it's a teachable moment, but at some point you and I have to watch Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. <laughs> Even if it's not... Reaching the level of a teachable moment where we're going to talk about it for this podcast. At some point, we'll just watch that movie. Okay. But it's an 80s movie. I, I have a feeling that there's going to there's gonna be some problematic shit dealing with gender and race in this movie. Probably. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking 80s. All right. Moving on. Curtis Armstrong. As I understand it, Chew... The beginning of this movie has Curtis Armstrong running away from the law. He is the witness they want against telephone bad guy. Right. Okay? Yeah. If he's murdered, I think they don't have enough evidence to hold the bad guy. Yeah. Correct? I think so. Does this sound right? Yeah. I think I have that right. Yeah. Texas Rangers wanted Curtis. Yeah, the FBI agent said, hard no. Shot him so they couldn't use him. And yeah, that seemed about right. They're trying okay. to close up loose ends. Well, yeah, you're, 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 you let go of a spoiler there. So there's an FBI agent who's really the, the bad guy for the movie. He's the super bad guy. Yeah. And his He's, name uh, is stupid. What's that guy's name? Brian Van Holt. He plays okay. Agent Eddie Zane. Zane. That's not... That's not a good character name. We'll get into this later, but Ugh. this guy is a bad, bad guy, meaning he's not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad, bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a bad, bad guy. He's not good. The only thing wouldn't... he does right is shoot Curtis Armstrong. In fact, he doesn't even do that right because he leaves fucking witnesses, which is the whole point of this movie. Yep. He so sucks. the whole point of this movie is that these five cheerleaders witness him murder Booger. <laughs> but I'm also forgetting I'm forgetting that this 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 is after we see Cedric the Entertainer yeah now Cedric the Entertainer good or bad uh, 
I don't know much about him. I, yeah. But he's kind of funny in this movie, right? Yeah. Even though he's not really given a whole lot to do. There's all, so I, I really like Cedric the Entertainer, but again, like he's got, uh, he's got one scene in particular in this movie where it's one of the scenes where I go, fucking end it. Stop it. This stopped being funny 90 minutes ago. When they're doing the dance-off with the cheerleaders. Yeah, I didn't need it. Yeah, because he turns out to be an ex-cheerleader for the Texas Longhorns. Dun-dun-dun. Like, no. (laughs) In addition to being a convict? (laughs) In addition to being a preacher? Right. (laughs) He's a jack-of-all-trades. I'd like to see the statistics on how many male cheerleaders end up becoming criminals. And being a man of God. Right. Yeah. My guess is he's the only one. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So let me ask you this, because so the whole thing starts with they need to find Curtis Armstrong and Cedric the Entertainer was his cellmate in prison. So they're going to ask him, but he they ask him at his church. And he runs away because he gets a call from Curtis Armstrong in the middle of the interrogation. And he runs away and puts, hides his phone. I didn't like this part. You didn't? No. (laughs) Here's what I don't get. He hides the phone up a cow's ass. And then Tommy Lee Jones puts on this huge plastic glove and sticks his hand up the cow's ass. Meanwhile, the whole time, Cedric the Entertainer is like, you're not going to, what are you doing? He's saying it as if he didn't just do it himself. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here with that judgy dude. Right. You just did the same thing. If that phone is up that cow's ass, you put your hand up that cow's ass (laughs) to get it there. Don't judge Tommy Lee. (laughs) I didn't appreciate that. All right. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, since we just talked about going up a cow's ass, let's go to a commercial break because I think our one of our sponsors (laughs) might be for milk. I'm kidding. (laughs) No milk sponsors. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll go beyond the cow's ass. Sounds good. All right. Very good, then. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch The Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. 
Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we are back. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the 2005 kind of sloppy movie, Man of the House. And yet, I don't know, we're not pissed at it. No. Not wowed. But we're... That's for yeah, sure. But we're not... We're not loving it. This was a big eh, movie. Meh. M-E-H. Yes. M-E-H. Meh. All right. Well, so we were talking about this beginning chase scene and they end up taking the phone out of the ass. And then this is where they how they find Curtis Armstrong. And there's you just like cut right to a huge shootout with Booger. And he's lighting the place on yeah. fire and just going ape shit. And I really hate, uh, like, because they do a lot of split screen shit during this whole chase yeah. scene. I didn't. Uh, I, it's weird. I didn't need that. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> like it wasn't. It just. If not nothing else, Lady Chu, Lady Chu will make choices for you, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody needed that. <laughs> I'll speak for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to the premise of this movie. Because what happens next is Curtis Armstrong kind of gets away from the cops. And then he's murdered. But the murder is witnessed by five cheerleaders. So now they must be put in protective custody. Chew, protective custody apparently means taking them back to their house on the campus for the University of Texas Longhorns. Do I have that right? I That's what happened, but that's not what protective custody is. <laughs> Does that make any sense whatsoever? You don't bring them back to like something familiar. You, you take them away. Yeah, safe house implies it should be fucking safe. Yeah, there's... In other words, nobody should know where it is. <laughs> there's no there's no protection at all. It's just like, eh, maybe you'll die. What we're going to do is we're going to take you back to your house where you'll be safe. Will I? <laughs> That's the first place the killer would go. What's the matter with you, you fucking idiot? That was a bad move. But this is sort of the beginning of one of my grievances. <laughs> where I wrote down... There's a lot of obvi jokes in this movie. Yeah. Obvious. <laughs> yes. I I I I shortened it. I know the that's chew. what the kids do. That's what the yeah. kids do. Obvi. Cuz obvi you don't have enough time to actually say the whole fucking word. It's obviously. Oh my god. So once you take into account that Tommy Lee Jones is going to stay in their house and protect, I put in quotes, these children or these college students, these young women. I mean, you've got all the jokes that you think you're going to see, you see. Jokes about panties hanging up. Jokes about buying tampons for them. Uh, jokes about them joshing that uh, as they're looking through the, the mug shots of hot boy criminals. Face mask, not like we're wearing for <laughs> different ones <laughs> for Corona, <laughs> yeah. but rather put an old man in a face mask and put cucumbers on his eyes because he's going on a yeah. date. 
And then a grooming montage to, to match, to boot. Oh, I love a grooming montage. I don't care how shitty the movie is or how good. It doesn't matter. Throw me a grooming Wait, montage. What? Yeah, love it. <laughs> love it. It's like my favorite part of the movie. You have to explain this to me. <laughs> what? So, I what? just love this idea of like this quick... Uh, you know, like instant transformation. I love it. In every movie you see it in. Yeah. Uh, pretty woman. I was just going to say pretty woman. Congeniality. Oh God. Why am I forgetting that movie with Anne Hathaway and Julie Roberts? Not Julie Roberts. Andrews. Oh, Princess Diaries. Yeah, that one. All right. Um, and this one, and I know there's more, but I just can't give you any more examples because I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I love it. Of all the th- <laughs> of all the things <laughs> that you would boldly declare you love, this is one of the last ones I would have expected. <laughs> I'm just full of surprises today. God yeah. damn it. All right. Well, Gert. we'll count that as one of your positive points, I assume. <laughs> Actually... Didn't write anything down about that. Completely forgot about it until you'd said grooming montage. And I was like, ooh, I love those. Even when they're sticking the nose hair trimmer up his nose along with... Oh, I might um, have... Hedge clipper sounds. Oh, I had a note I couldn't read. Swear to God. And now I understand what it's in reference to. I can only make out about (laughs) five out of the seven words. I, I had an LOL at that one. So that was a positive point for me. All right. <laughs> if you say You're so. You're probably like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. You became so animated. <laughs> I didn't realize this was something I was passionate about. Yeah, usually there's sort of a, a dead look behind your eyes. <laughs> That's the monotone serial killer. Uh, yeah, of all the people you want to murder. <laughs> In the face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is it about this movie where most of this movie is just horseshit bad, but we're not mad at it? So what, what is it about the movie that doesn't make us mad, do you um, think? I'd s- I would say Tommy Lee Jones. Easily. Love him. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'd take it one further. I think there's a lot of talented people in this movie. There's people I like in this movie. Okay. Including all the all the cheerleaders. All those cheerleaders, I can remember being in other things. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I didn't think much. Oof, I might I might upset somebody with this off with this comment, but I just didn't think much of the cheerleaders. It wasn't them personally. I, it was just the characters. Their characters or their acting? Characters. I mean, I I think they did the best job. Well, they're they all. Could. Yeah. Yeah. They're absolutely all personality clones. Yeah. They're all the same person. Yep. Mostly. Except one smart. The one with the panic attacks, who's also pre-med. I'm thinking that's not the industry for you. <laughs> If you're having a panic attack over an exam, I don't think you can handle the ER room. You know? Right. 
I said ER room, but, but that's I mean, redundant. That's like emergency room room. I think that's Monica Kina. And I remember her from uh, Freddy versus Jason. I, you know, I didn't see Paula Garces is uh, she was in the, the show The Shield. I love that. And, you know, my favorite actually is Kelly Garner. Kelly Garner plays Barb. She was the one like playing with like, you know, touching her own tits in the two way mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the friends comes over. She's like, that's a two way mirror, hon. They can see you. And she's like, I know. <laughs> But Kelly Garner is in, like, a top ten movie for me, Chew. Have you ever seen Lars and the Real Girl? Why? How many episodes have we done where you ask me those questions and you... This is a more recent movie. You might have seen it. God damn it. I've never heard of that. Never. Never, never. Ryan Gosling. Nope. Mr. Handsome Man. Do you like the Ryan Gosling? <laughs> yeah, he's handsome. I like him. But he's no, what was that clown's name that you like from, uh, not clown, that was mean, I apologize. <gasps> yes. What's that show you like, The Supernatural? Oh, Jensen Ackles. He's cute. He's a yeah. good looking dude. Jensen. Yeah. That's quite a name, Jensen. Yeah, I think it's a last name. I may have said that last time we talked about him, but I think he's got two last names. As his first and last. All I remember is I kept referring to him as his first name in real life and his first name in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Chew, I really think Lars and the Real Girl might have to be our next teachable moment. Okay. It's a top ten movie for me. Those are big words. So if you're throwing out... I fucking love that movie. If you're throwing out a movie to be nominated for teachable moment, it better be fucking good. You better be sure. better be sure. Oh, okay. I'm sure. I'm fucking sure of how great that movie is. Oof. That was one of the most pleasant surprises for a movie I'd ever seen in my life. Wow. Expecting one thing, getting something basically completely different. Okay. Taking a root for it. God, I, I, I almost let it fly on what the... What the story's about. I'm going to save it. I want you to be completely surprised. I'll just say it involves a sex doll. (laughs) That was not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. I knew it. (laughs) All I'm saying is Kelly Garner, she's in that movie. She's fucking great in it. Everybody in that movie is fucking great. I defy you not to fall in love with her character in that movie. I just have a gut feeling we might disagree on this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you go talking shit before you've even seen it. Movie sucks. Oh, I'm going to set your house on fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure it'll be great. But all I'm saying is I think there are talented people in this movie. I mean, boogers in it. Brian Van Holt felt, he's the bad FBI guy. He felt very much like the flavor of the month at that time, at 2005. But, you know, I got nothing against him. Ann Archer, the great Ann Archer, is in this movie. Is that the Arlie Ermey is in this movie. He's an actual... Ann Archer is, yeah. Arlie Ermey is uh, his boss, Tommy Lee's boss. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That guy was an actual drill sergeant. Wow. In real life. Whoa. That is cool, cool, right? That's pretty impressive. All right. You talking about me or him? Definitely him. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Fun. So we get to the <laughs> we get to the house and I mean it's got to be a solid 45 minutes of Tommy Lee Jones battling with young women. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You get the panties, you get him going to classes with them, him reading Shakespeare, trying to teach Kelly Garner Barb about not 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 academically stealing shit cuz she Yeah. pilfers some paper from the internet or yeah. something like that which upsets Ann Archer. But mostly, and there's all these jokes about the amount of clothing they're wearing. Were you on Tommy Lee's side for that? Yeah, God, the early 2000s style was just, oh, God. Nobody had any business wearing that shit. It's not necessary. You can show some stomach. That's fine. Like, you know, a couple inches, like the high-waisted pants, a crop top, that's totally fine. But you are showing from your hips up to your underboob. Girl, stop. Stop. Shh. Stop it. <laughs> Put a swipe. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my concentration when you said under boob. <laughs> you were still for a long time. I was like, yeah, yeah. he's listening. <laughs> he's there somewhere. <laughs> Did you thought I froze? <laughs> but they even uh, don't they don't they have a moment because they bring out that cowboys cheerleader kind of cut out cardboard mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Where they agree to like cover the boobs and cover <laughs> yeah. cover the vagina, which I Wasn't I don't the even know why that's in the first place. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, of course you're gonna cover yeah. that. I didn't realize that was on the table. But uh, don't they even uh, in regards to from hips to under boob? Don't they don't they like barter on on yeah. inches? Because they're just yeah. like, no, we can't not show our you know our navel. Like, yeah, you can you. You put a T-shirt on. There's a moment in this movie where an air conditioner is delivered by crane. It's a big one. It's industrial. Yeah. It's a $7,500 AC unit that he puts on the bill of the Texas Rangers just to get them to put on clothes. I mean... I did like that his boss, at least, at the very least, I like that his boss is like... You know, I got an invoice for an air conditioner, $7,500. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Got to talk to you later. Hangs up on him. That's ridiculous. I feel like they were only at the house for so-called witness protection, strictly because the girls had a hard pass on missing cheer- cheerleading. Like, no, nope, we'll risk our lives. We have to cheerlead. And that was the only reason that they stayed well, that's at the, the house. Yeah, that, right. <laughs> that's the thing about this movie is these Texas Rangers, because it's not just Tommy Lee Jones. There's like two guys in the boys' house across the street or something 
who are checking up on them too after they put up all the cameras and shit yeah. in the house. But, you know, these three Texas Rangers put these girls' lives in danger an alarming number of times. They let them cheer at a game and they have to tackle the mascot for the uh, Razorbacks from Arkansas because he had a Uzi yeah. squirt gun. Which also puts Tommy Lee Jones, like, on television, putting up the Longhorn symbols. Yeah, they're uh, they're not really good at undercover. Yeah, undercover means don't let people see you. <laughs> means undercover. Meanwhile, he's taking great preca- precautions with the kid who delivers his fucking pizzas. I like how he yelled it. He yelled to the guy to just leave it on the porch. And given the life we all live right now with... COVID, I can appreciate that. And I, that's done, been done before. Just leave it on the porch and fuck off. Let me, let me ask you this. This is a, this is a minor point, but the, the first pizza he gets, he brings inside while the, the cheerleaders are all making, salads. you know, salads and, and healthy shit. He takes the entire pizza out of the box, puts it on the table and starts cutting it with a butcher knife. Did you catch that? Yes. It was a lot for a pizza. It was I'm just saying if I was one of those girls, I you know, I I'd say, "Hey, put that fucking pizza in the box. What are you cutting it on my table for, asshead?" <laughs> I just thought it was mean that he ate it in front of them. Well, they're clearly trying to eat healthy. No, I was yeah, all for I that. I mean, I get it, but it was rude. <laughs> I like that it was called the carnivore, though. I can get behind that. Yeah. Carnivore with jalapenos. Yeah. Good call. Also, one of my notes, by the way, is apparently that because it's like a weird. Austin is weird, by the way, but <laughs> it's like a weird truck that's delivering the the pizza. But apparently that's a real pizza. Place. I read that, too. And like the pizza is yeah. actually on the menu. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I feel like somebody, if they are going to listen to this and they're from Austin, they're going to hear your comment. They're going to be like, hey, no, we're not. That's their whole slogan. Don't get mad at me. Is it? That they're weird? Yeah. Stop. Oh, yeah. T-shirts. Keep Austin weird. That's a whole thing. Oh, my God. Never heard that? No. Oh, yeah. This is very cool. I'm not being a dick. (laughs) I thought you were being a dick. In this one instance, (laughs) I'm not being a dick. (laughs) uh, that's funny i was just having like this real life family guy cutaway in my brain and the guy who's listening in his car is just like hey rude (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't know this was a thing you imagine somebody in austin listening to this podcast in their car just saying what a fucking asshole (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, that's fantastic little did you know I'm paying them a compliment. Yeah. Big surprise. I'm wrong again. (laughs) Not to me. It's not. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, You know what? Let's take one more break, Chew. We're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back and finish out Man of the House. Cool. I feel like we dicked around this segment. I feel like only like 30% of it was about the movie and the other 70 were just talking about bullshit. Maybe people like it. What bullshit? I thought it was relevant. Other than Austin Weird. (laughs) I don't know. Well, then shut up. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back and try to stay on task. That sounds good. Agreed. Where do you get your coffee? Do you frequent a place that burns their beans and loads their coffee with sugar to hide it? It's time to switch your coffee habits, people. Check out The Brew Bar. It's a coffee shop, bar, and eatery wrapped up in a singularly magical experience. Tim and Alex run the place and will set you straight. These guys know their coffees. And when they're done, so will you. But it doesn't end there. Not in the mood for a straight-ahead coffee? They have you covered. They've got espresso drinks, all kinds of teas, and even coffee cocktails. That's right, coffee tales. But it doesn't end there. Bottle service on craft beers and wines, alcoholic and caffeinated brews and potions, and an all-day food menu with plenty of vegan options. The Brew Bar is located in downtown Chula Vista and is the best place to be for beer, wine, coffee, and tea. That's The Brew Bar. Check it out. And we are back. We are still here, Lady Chu and I, talking about the 2005 film Man of the House. Chu, let me ask you this. There's a lot of old men wanting to have sex with young women jokes in this movie. Yeah. It's not great. No. I didn't like it. You know what's strange? What's strange about this movie is Tommy Lee Jones actually goes on a date. Also, like, not a great thing. You're you're tasked with keeping these cheerleaders safe, and he goes on a date with their professor. Unwise. Again, the emphasis on undercover. I I think you're... (laughs) Also, we forgot to mention that he is there at the University of Texas under the guise of being the strength and conditioning coach for the cheerleaders. Doubtful. That's a stretch. It's pretty funny. Yeah. In how stupid it is. Yeah. Not funny, haha. Funny like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then this cop decides to go on a date. But on that date, he does at one point, because the. You know, uh, Ann Archer says at some point, how many of these young women are you dating or want to date or having sex with or something? Mm -hmm. And he does say, why would any guy, why would any man my age or something like that want to have, you know, go out with a girl when he could be seeing a woman? Which seems at least more responsible, but this is also like, you know, in the middle of Barb wanting to have sex with him, there's several scenes of her being really upset that they're not going to be a couple. That was weird. Right? And I forgot about it until you just brought it up. That was... <laughs> oh. No. It's Tommy Lee yeah, Jones, good. girl. Like, back off. Not Ugh. good. No. He's a respectable man. Leave him, leave him alone. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure... All these women were actually 25 when they were probably filming it, but they're all supposed to be like 18 or 19-year-olds, right? Children. His kid's age. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, the woman, I don't know her name. Damn it. But the woman who plays her kid, she's on Westworld. Really? Yeah, she's uh, Bernard's assistant. Oh, yeah. That's a good, good fucking shit. show. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just stop talking about Man of the House and talk about how cool Westworld is? No, it's all about Man of the House, Chew. <laughs> okay. Stay focused. Yeah, so at any rate, there's just like, you know, the two other Texas Rangers. One of them is constantly thanking Tommy Lee Jones for putting him as an, in, on this assignment as he's watching their asses climb into a van. Yeah. The other one creeps. is sitting on the porch having a talk about the fucking stars with her. But it's all presented as isn't it funny when men want to have inappropriate relationships with women? Yeah. You know, yeah. humor. <laughs> yeah. What that's the a, fuck? That's a stretch. It's just tired. And they we're just tired like jokes. wondering why there's so much, like when it's played for humor like that, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of upsetting. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Find something funny. Bottom line. Thanks things. for bottom lining it, Chew. It's <laughs> fucking gross. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. That's really all I had to say about that. All right. So listen, like I said, we had like 45 minutes of all the jokes you expect to see. He's got to go buy tampons for the girls. He's got to wear his, you know, avocado mask and wear cucumbers on his eyes before his big date. All that kind of shit. Yeah. They go roller skating. This is another thing. So he keeps taking them to places Outside of the house, which puts their lives in jeopardy. At one point, he kind of arrests them all. He handcuffs them all to the banister of the fucking house and says, we're not leaving. But for some reason, the head cheerleader can always make him do whatever they want him to do by announcing, as leader of the cheerleading squad, I demand this. And then he always caves in that moment. She seems to have a lot of authority. I don't know how. <laughs> um, she's the she's the head of the cheerleading squad, Chew. Well, coming from a monotone serial killer, uh, I'm going to say she ain't getting a lot out of me with that one. Too damn no, I bad. I was going to say, you or her. <laughs> <laughs> me. Because I think she's also one of the ones that goes to the bar, right? Oh, I think... They give... Was it... They give the, the rangers the slip and just leave the house and go to a bar. Yeah, her and then the other girl who's having problems with her boyfriend or just broke yeah. up with her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So Tommy Lee Jones has to go get them. There's also, the, I think that's the scene where there's this uh, wonderful line by one of the creepy men in the bar who says, because they they just sort of discount these men as the assholes that they are. And he says, you're a sassy bitch. Oh, yeah. That was too like, far. Like she's a, like she deserves to get punched in the face. I think he hates women. Yeah, it's fucking more weird shit. But I did like his partner who decides to fight Tommy Lee Jones by announcing, I'm going to warn you. I know karate. 
<laughs> and he just takes a beating quick. So stupid. <laughs> <sighs> so then you have, they go to the bar, they go to the roller rink. The roller rink was one of those scenes where it feels like a design for them to actually start coming together. Like they start understanding him. Yeah. He starts understanding them. They start learning that, you know, they learn he has a daughter, that he wishes he could do this, this or that. And then right when that scene's getting interesting, he falls on his ass and the scene's over. Yeah. Well, like we could have gone like another 30 seconds with that scene and I would have felt fulfilled. But they spent so much time on these other bullshit scenes that they had to make, you know, they had to make some cuts. Yeah, cut seven minutes of Cedric the Entertainer one-offing against them in a cheerleading contest. Yeah. Oof. I don't like <laughs> um, battles, like dance battles. I don't like those. Though They give me anxiety. Right. I dislike them as much as I love grooming montages i was gonna say let me start make compiling a list <laughs> chew likes grooming does not like dance battles dance battles no. or just battles in general no dance battles specifically dance yeah. battles okay like lame dances you know like if you're like a professional dancer then i can get behind it if, if i get it i know it's, i see what's going on but if you're not that good i don't want anything to do with it so a professional dance battle you're okay with. Do I have that right? Yeah, I have a very specific um, <laughs> distaste for this specific battle. Okay. I'll say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just make note. <sighs> Noted. So anyway, they keep taking them on shit that puts their lives in jeopardy. They take them to the Hex Rally, which apparently is a real thing, I guess, where they... Before football games, they do the Hex Rally. They do have... There's one part in that scene that I did like, though, because for some reason, he's handed a microphone to try and pump up the crowd. Oh, God. This was painful. And he, they're all holding candles. <laughs> they're all holding candles to show, I don't know, that they love their school or some I shit. I don't know. It's not and a And he vigil. says, our love for this school cannot be extinguished just like this candle and then a breeze blows it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> that made me laugh yeah, that was a positive point on mine yeah me too it was some much needed comedic relief because i don't like the awkwardness that's the thing is so much of this movie is designed to be funny and it's not very funny no and yet i mean i think tommy lee jones is just fine yeah. As the straight man in this comedy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I think he I think he was great. He was exactly Tommy Lee Jones. He was everything he needed to be. He did his job. I don't know who else wasn't doing theirs. You don't like the girls, right? I think I like the girls a little more than you. I don't hate them. Okay. I, I yeah, that's, I just, eh, I don't know. I don't want to say him. I don't want to say. <laughs> Just not for me. Well, the whole end of this movie, however, we go back to kind of heavy violence. I guess not, not, not till the very end. But, I mean, you have a kidnapping. 
So the bad guy, the baddie bad, this is where it gets convoluted again because he no longer wants to kill the witnesses for the uber bad guy. He just wants to get the money. Yeah. Because like uh, Booger, Curtis Armstrong had a key to a, I don't know, safety deposit box or something. It looked like to a treasure chest to me. (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) But he just wants the money and wants to get to Mexico and he kidnaps Tommy Lee Jones's child. And then he is supposed to, I think, be saving his daughter on his own. He doesn't know that the cheerleaders are doing what they're doing, right? Yeah. I did laugh out loud when he th- he's handcuffed. He's got himself handcuffed to... Uh... To the steering wheel. Steering wheel. And then bad guy and his daughter get on the bus and then the girl pops up from the window. <laughs> like, it's cool. Uh-huh. We got it. I That was funny. I laughed out loud for a second. All right. Yeah. But again, essentially what ends up happening is the cheerleaders are on the case with a Texas Ranger. This is something that only happens in, in a supposed comedy. Yeah. This is not normal life. This would not happen. Because if I was him, I think I would have shot them just to get them out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. You're not supposed to be there. (laughs) But they get on the bus. They have this whole plan. A lot of it has to do with, you know, escaping via cheerleading out the top of the bus. Ugh. Catching each other on the, you know, jumping off the bus in cheerleader fashion. And then she, one of them said something like, you can do this, um, like. Tommy Lee's daughter. Yeah. Or something like, it's, they mentioned something about physics or maybe I'm making that up or they made like a math joke or something. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Maybe I just misheard it. Must not have been good enough for me to write it down. No, I wasn't. It wasn't a ha ha moment. It was just like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't know. It's like this movie's not quite exciting enough for people who like action, not quite funny enough for people who want an actual comedy. It's a mess. <laughs> and the whole the whole end of the end of the movie, you know, he gets the bus shootout. Yeah, the bus shootout. Tommy Lee Jones comes and a bug. He shoots a tire out. The bus flips. Yeah. And then poor fucking Brian Van Holt, he's all bloodied up and fucked up. And he tries to walk to Mexico (laughs) with the money. What is he thinking? Does he not see the guards? Yeah. They're going to shoot you. There is conservatively 20 people aiming rifles at him who work the border at Mexico for the Mexican government. You'd think? They're like, you're not going to enter. You'd think being an FBI agent... You would already know how Border Patrol works. And that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but here's also the weird thing. The, the biggest note I had for the very end there was, you know, at some point when he's in the house with the ladies, one of them comes up to him and asks him, you know, have you ever shot anybody? Was asking him about his partner who got shot. His partner, we didn't talk about that. His partner gets shot in the first two minutes of this movie. Then you just never see her again. Yeah, it's like they just wanted to shoot her for the sake of shooting her. Yeah. But they also have this moment later where, speaking about the sort of weird gender shit of this movie, where Tommy Lee Jones says, like, his partner was, you know, he, he walks away when, when one of the girls asks him if, if you've ever shot somebody. Mm-hmm. 
And then she looks at a newspaper article of his partner and she's, he says, or she says, you probably didn't even care that she got shot or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back and, you know, says, yeah, a lot of guys didn't think because uh, she was one of the first Texas Rangers that was female. And a lot of guys didn't like that, including me. But then he said, but she changed my mind. Yeah. And then she says or asks him, can't you just shoot somebody in the hand or something like that instead of you know, shooting them dead. And he's just kind of like, never works out like that. But that's what he does. He ends up shooting him in the hand. Oh. And then says, oh, golly gee, holy shit. It worked. (laughs) So I'm like, is that the lesson this man learned? (laughs) To shoot people in the hand? It's so fucking weird. (laughs) I actually didn't catch that. Uh, until you said that, which I think that's like the third time I've said that on this segment. So there's a lot I missed on this movie. (laughs) Um, Don't let it wash over you, Chew. Oh. Let the pencil fly. Take notes. Is that why in your notes you had written good golly oh molly and then you couldn't remember why you'd written those notes? Right. So I did remember why. It's because, so after we have the shootout, he's marrying Ann Archer whose name is Molly. Oh, that's right. And uh, Cedric the Entertainer is performing the service. And he's like, Molly, do you take, uh, you know, Roland Sharp to be your blah, blah, blah? And she's like, I do. And he's like, you do? Really? (laughs) Molly. Oh, Molly. Molly, Molly, good Molly. (laughs) (laughs) But then also... This movie basically ends with Cedric the Entertainer doing cartwheels and backflips through his church. And he lands on a table and breaks the table. And presumably, I'm assuming his back, because that's how violent it is. And there's this shot of everybody in the congregation just looking at him and clapping and smiling. I'm like, isn't anybody going to ask if he's all right? Like, are you dead? Yeah. Yeah. And then cut to black. Just he breaks a table, cut to black, movie over. I feel like I feel like they had a whole everyone had a meeting before they made this movie and they're like, okay, just everybody just think of something funny and then throw it in the ring and then we'll just make a movie. And that's it. And it's just I think you're right. <laughs> like it doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's not that it's funny. It's a total fucking Jenkins moment. Yeah. So one of those guys should be on the porch and just talking to the girl, you know, because he's a, an agent for the Texas Rangers, but he wants to have sex with a college woman. Jenkins, you're a genius. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> Remember, Chu, Jenkins is my, my, my surrogate for the person who has the worst idea in the room that everybody loves. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's good. He should shoot his hand. Jenkins. You're brilliant. (laughs) What if Tommy Lee Jones had an avocado mask and cucumbers on his eyes? Jenkins, you've done it again. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Jenkins is the fucking script doctor. Yeah. That's a good name for that character. Jenkins. Fucking Jenkins. You don't know if it's his first name or his last name. Stupid fuck. You don't fucking know. (laughs) Uh, All right, Chew. What is the drinking game 
for man of the house. Oh, every time you see a belly button, it's a lot of shots. That's a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking anytime there's an age inappropriate sex joke. That's a lot. That's a good amount. Yeah, yeah. a fair amount. Maybe we should have people vote. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you like Choose, Naval Exposure, vote for Chew. If you like my age-inappropriate joke, vote for Chance. Oh, Whoa. we should do this every week. Right, this we'll find good. out. Who, yeah. We'll keep a running total of who wins. Yeah, me, obviously. How dare you? <laughs> if they go with the Naval, you guys are getting drunk in the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah. If they go with the navel, you're not making they're the whole gonna movie. have to call nine one one. You're just dead. Uh, I need to call nine one one. I see seventy three numbers though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Do you recommend this movie? Uh, Is there a situation in which you could recommend this movie? Uh not the only situation I would recommend this movie would be if you're doing a podcast on How Dare You Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there really isn't a need to watch it. You'll be fine so without it. So just you and I, the two of us are the only people who should be watching this movie? Well, if you're... That doesn't seem fair. Well, no, if you're listening to the podcast, you should have already watched the movie. Otherwise, you have no idea what we're talking about. And that's just weird. Oh, I think we help them out here and there. Yeah. So I guess you don't You seem to think we went off course a couple times, but eh, you know what the fuck? What are you going <laughs> to do? Fun. All right. I would say again This is a good movie to get drunk to and make fun of. I can recommend it on that level. Okay. Almost. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, sure." It's not quite delicious <laughs> enough. Yeah, no, it's in that weird spot where, like, you can't say, oh, this is such a good, like, terrible movie. Like, I can't yeah. wait to watch it. But it's not, like, it's not so bad to where it infuriates you. It's just, like, this bleh movie, mm -hmm. you know? It doesn't have a home, is my opinion. Well. It's homeless. <laughs> it's a bum of a movie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end it there. Okay. This movie is a homeless bum. So says Lady Chu. <laughs> Done. Say goodbye, Chu. Good day. Good day. <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> good day to you, madam. You good day. Okay. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> Are you still recording? Damn it. <laughs> I am. <laughs>